Could go through that entire song. If you haven't seen me and Carly, uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen me and Carly, period, uh, we're in a pandemic, so that makes total sense. <laughs> no, but if you haven't seen me and Carly drunk screaming that song at each other, you haven't Wouldn't seen live. life. <laughs> Hi, Carly. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. I sometimes Hi. miss musical theater a lot, like a lot. Do you think we would have been friends in high school, or do you think I would have bullied you? I'm sorry, you think you would have been doing the bullying? I know. It's gonna- <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, I don't know. We probably would have done, like, a mutual. In my high school, like, the friends that I had in theater, like, from sophomore year on, actually, mostly just sophomore year, we, we just talked shit about each other when the other person wasn't in the room. But then I found some good friends, and then we were we were better. But I feel like we'd be friends. Yeah, we would have been friends. Yeah. Maybe we would have liberated each other from all of that. We would have opened our minds when we were, like, 16. I don't I know. know. I think I would have actually exploded if my brain was this big at Same. 16. I wasn't ready. I wasn't no, ready. I would have. I'm still not ready. Imagine going back to... People always say that, right? They're like, would you go back to middle school and, like, live your life over with what you know now? What would no. I, what? Why would I do that to myself? Imagine being so smart and ahead of your time and you're, like, next to Billy. And he's Ex- like, you smell like shit, you fatly bitch. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I feel like, actually, you're, you're going to die of cancer at the age of 22. Yeah, you're obviously projecting onto me because your father hits you, Billy, and then yeah. Billy just beats you up more. Yeah, exactly. Billy's not ready for that information. No. Billy might not ever be ready for that information. I'm not. My name is Billy. So. Yeah. And we are... <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up! What an awful intro! <laughs> God, that's such a fucking Gemini thing to do. Fuck you. That's even worse. <laughs> that's even worse than what I just did. No, that's so good. No, it's not. And we were Because we are just like other girls, but we're not like other podcasts. See, we. I love when we do that. When we come in, we're like, okay, maybe we'll spend the episode talking about this. And then we just kind of do our like little bullshit intro. <laughs> and then we are like, okay, actually hard left back to the thing we said we were going to talk about. Yeah. Ricochet. What, it, what's the difference between that and then shout out Georgia and Karen who are like, oh my god, today I was in traffic and I fucking spilled iced coffee over my dress. Anyway, so Sarah, 45, got stabbed <laughs> when she was five. Like, <laughs> because, I, I don't know. It's the same thing. It's it's truly the same. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's hard to just go straight into a podcast. Uh, yeah. Unless also, you have money. True. Which we don't. No. Not even. Like, I just got paid. My first check for being back um, at my job in Seattle, and I'm—I I was hitting rock bottom there <laughs> for a moment because I was really spending money. Like I had money before, and I—I I didn't. Yeah, no, I'm—I'm I'm there. Yeah. My friend last night was like, "Hey, can I? Can you buy my drink?" And I Venmo you, and I looked at them, and I said, "I have probably thirty dollars in my bank account." I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Um. So yeah, money. Rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, our intention was to come here and shoot the shit about uh, astrology, about 
manifestation about crystals, about tarot. Yeah. When you feel like you don't have control over your life, you want control over your wife. Yeah, get her. Go get her. Go, Go get tie her up. Wife. Go. Anyway, so this is a true crime podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've always had this complicated relationship with astrology because on one hand I love it because I really love putting myself in a box because it makes me feel safe and comfortable. I feel that's a thing for a lot of people. But at the other end of the spectrum, I really don't like being told what to do or being or feeling like I'm predictable. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's that whole dichotomy of being like, yes, I am a Gemini, Libra, Cancer, all that bullshit in one. And I see them coming up here and it makes me feel seen when they're like, oh my God, you're afraid of commitment. And I'm like, you're right. It's not my fault. Uh, but also, you don't know me. <laughs> Sorry. Thoughts? No, I... Uh, I... I don't know if I ever put any thoughts into astrology until I got to college, to be 100% honest. Mm. Mostly because I feel like, as a Virgo, for a long time, all I knew was, like, the sun, right? Virgo. Uh, And all I ever read growing up as a Virgo was, like, you're a perfectionist, and you're super clean, and you need everything done right, and you like to be in charge of the group, and you... And it was, like, everything that I never related to. Yeah. Like, I, um, I live in... A trash pile. I don't want anyone to ask me anything. And I don't even like the idea of something being perfect. Uh, so I think for most of my life I was like, I don't know if I understand yeah, this hey. this gig. Yeah. Because I don't subscribe to the gig. Uh, but obviously befriending you and also a lot of my friends and just becoming more spiritual in general. Like I definitely get it, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just another guide for self-reflection, which I no. think is so important. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree to that. I, I think I just get bummed out when I don't relate to any of my memes. Yeah. And like, you're like, I just want to reblog the fun memes, too. <laughs> but it's always like Virgo and waking up 500 hours before their alarm. And I'm like, no. Cannot. I can't get out of bed. Well, what else is in your chart? What else? Do you have other things that you do relate to? Oh, yeah. I mean, my big threes, you're asking me? My big old threes, Virgo sun, Pisces moon, Aries rising. I definitely relate to my moon the most. Uh, water sign, Pisces. Yeah, I feel like I, that pops out a lot. Yeah, emotional, sensitive, caring, uh, overly emotional to the point where it's counterproductive for anyone involved. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like Pisces, I always associate this sort of like otherworldly dreaminess. You yeah, know? I relate to that. So, which I definitely see in you, mm-hmm. and the fact that your moon is your emotional life, I think that that's makes a lot of sense to me as a person who is outside of you. I feel like I have one person per each sign that I'm like, this is my, this is somebody who I know is this sign and is a really beautiful encapsulation of the stereotypical traits. Mm. You are not my go-to Virgo. I don't know if I have one. It's probably Emily, but. That's what I mean. Like, I I get bummed out because I don't... Why does it bum you out? Because I want to be a part of the club. I want to mm-hmm. reblog the memes. I want to be a Virgo. Okay, well, that's an interesting thing, too. Like, if we think about... Especially the, like, Instagram age of astrology where it's memeified. And also, there's all these brands using it to sell things. <laughs> yeah. Where they're like, oh, my God, which pair of um, underwear should you buy for your sign? And you're like, this is not how this is supposed to happen. <laughs> um 
But is it, do we get this like sense of belonging, the sense of like recognition? And so when you see something that is supposed to be yours or like recognize you and it doesn't feel true, you're like, am I fake? Like, am I not? Yeah. Do you doubt the validity of yourself or you just doubt the validity of the thing, of astrology? The thing. But then I feel sad because I also doubt because I get a lot out of it. And I also, like, can see it fully to what it is for people. So it just makes me, like, a little bitter where I'm like, oh, that just... <laughs> why can't I, why can I just be like a perfectionist? And like, I just, I don't know. Um, do you feel like you have a sign that you do relate to? Like if if you were just be like my sun sign actually feels like it. I mean, people say that you should that people typically relate to their moon sign the most. Yeah, I hear that too. Which like I I definitely feel like Pisces is pretty fitting for me. Um. Yeah, probably Pisces, but that's you know it's also because. What I know personally about astrology is what you know. Is what I know. And it's whatever <laughs> you tell me. And we only really talk about, like, maybe five signs that we run into. So there's some signs I know literally nothing about. Really? Like what? Um, Libras? Okay, well, great. The, I have a Libra moon, so, like... The only thing I know about Libras is that Adore Delano, shout out, uh, she's a drag queen. Okay. She... Was on season six. It was six because Sharon Needles was four. Alaska was five. Six season six. six. Um, You're magical. And she would go. I'm a fucking Libra, uh, and she was like iconic. She's like she was like one of the first drag queens to like make an album and. Oh my god. Uh, she was just like such such an icon. Uh, Anyway, so that's, like, the only thing I would associate with Libra was a drag queen named Adorolano. Shit. Okay. Well, uh, Libras are... So their little their little um, symbol, right, is a scale. So the thing with Libras is constantly, like, harmony and balance. I have a Libra moon, so I'm constantly... When describing what that means to me as I experience it is, like, I require for my own happiness... And my own well-being for, like, the people around me and the things in my life to be balanced. Mm. I want to be returning to equilibrium at all times. Um, And there's also a lot of preoccupation with, like, aesthetic beauty and, like, romanticizing things. They're an air sign, so it still has this kind of, like, the three air signs are Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra. And they all have these qualities that are differently embodying of air you know what I mean they're all but they're all kind of like heady and dreamy and I feel like Libra is definitely a sort of like uber romanticism a sort of idealism and at the same time a sort of uh preoccupation with the self Mm. in a different way like I feel like Leo's always get the big like you're a self-centered um attachment thing but you see a lot of the stuff that's made for Libras and like if you are like looking at Libra memes or like Libra aesthetics they're very much like frilly girly like into um making like a beautiful space or like creating like just the aesthetics in general which is a part of creating that harmony and balance um 
and we've seen the way that I fucking process my emotions where I'm like, I gotta have all my stuff tidy and like make my do, you know, do all that. So I think that's a thing that I relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a thing that brings me a lot of joy is seeing aesthetic beauty. Um, but on the same wavelength, like Gemini is my son. It's another air sign. And Libras are in this way, similarly kind of indecisive, like notoriously indecisive, because you have those two scales where you're like, I see this side of the situation, and I also see this other side of the situation, and my need for balance makes it hard for me to pick one or the other. So in problem solving or like um, decision making, they're like the indecisive sign. Mm-hmm. Um, Indecisive in my emotional life. It's more like than, than you think. think. It's more likely than you stink. Um, Do you think yeah. astrology? I guess. It, I guess. I mean, we just kind of we mentioned it earlier where it's like you get out of it what you want or like what you see. Like, because I just think about how different people probably perceive a Libra. Yeah. Like, because I feel like all you're saying is very like. It fits with you. Yeah. Do you think there's people who look at Libras and who have a totally different perception of that? 100%. And that's the thing, right? Like, it's all, again, a method of self-reflection and, like, interpretive. And and a way to process something. Yeah. And, like, your rising sign, right? So you, within knowing you, you thought your rising sign was a Scorpio. Mm. And then we figured out that your rising sign is actually an Aries. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's, like, I think every two hours it changes, depending on when you're born. So, you know, you can go your entire life being like, these are the things that I know to be true of myself because this astrological, like, planet, because this thing tells me that I'm soft-spoken and I'm intense and I'm passionate, which can all be true about you, but then you're like, oh shit, actually, it's other this other thing. Does that completely, like, confound my sense of self? Probably not, because you shouldn't be putting that much stake in it. But, yeah, I definitely think perfect example there's people who people who have dated certain signs over and over again and they're like i will not like i don't fuck with that sign because i continually date people who are of that sign i i'll say it here say it i ain't never gonna trust a single sad man again in my life (laughs) which like for good reason do you feel like they have a commonality amongst them emotionally unavailable that is a thing about Sag men. Uh, Not our Sag man that is living in this house with us currently. True. But emotionally unavailable, flighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, self-centered. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or not even self-centered, but is in it for them. That's a thing. Uh, uh, emotionally stunted. Oof. Oof. Well, the thing about, like, Sages in general, like, get the, their stereotypes are, like, they're the travelers of the signs. Like, what is their thing? I think it's a goat. Um, but they're, like, constantly being characterized as being very individualistic, being very independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yeah, just, like, constantly wanting to pursue new things, wanting to seek out new adventure. And also, like, being the person in the room who says what everybody else is thinking, for better or for worse. Hmm. And I feel like I've seen evidence of that in um, Sag. So I can imagine, like, a Sag man, like, if we are to 
then create a characterization of who these men are, maybe. And put them in a little box. Well, it's just like, you know, you could see how those traits lended to these people could maybe create this narrative of, like, somebody who is not very consistent in a relationship or who doesn't value other people's emotions or, like, doesn't take the time to stop and ask you how you're doing. Yeah with you know it doesn't listen to the way that you're processing your emotions because they are very like forward moving and introspective like they're not to say self-obsessed but like they are very independent yeah for sure i mean it's it's funny because it's like i keep colliding with them Hmm. and i don't must have something that i don't know what is attractive i don't know i don't know if like like because what even month is sag uh it's early november yeah what who was fucking nine months early november (laughs) it's <laughs> a great question like is there that many fucking sadges or if it's just me well it could be that there's something about them that you like it and this hmm. i mean they're all mean to me okay and this can step outside of the astro- astrological <laughs> conversation for a minute where we were like okay so what's what do we like about men that are unavailable and uh don't care about us oh yeah no yeah um I was on a, it wasn't even a date. I was in a, uh, hanging out with a man one time. And we were like joking, we're like, hee hee hee, man, yeah, like, I'm gonna get to know you. Oh my god, this is so fun. And, and I was like, what's your sign? And he was like, oh, I'm a Sag. My eyes got really big. And he went, uh, go. He went, uh oh. What? And I was like, nothing, nothing at all. And I was like, oh no. I make a face now when they say it. Well, it's funny because, like, all of those fucking Tinder bios, they're like, no, I will not tell you my birth time. Or, like, you know. This is where I get it because when we start to create these preconceived notions of who a person is based on their sign, it's just kind of bullshit, right? Like, Yeah, no, 100%. That's what I also was annoyed with was that when he said that, I wasn't like, oh, cool. I was like... Oh, no. I just pictured all the men in my life that hurt me, and I was like, ah! Which sucked, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, if we can, like, create a healthy distance from it and use it as a fun, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else to relate it to. But, like, a fun little tool where, like, this is not the entirety of who this person is. This doesn't inform every aspect of them. But sometimes it's kind of funny to see where the things pop out. Mm-hmm. Like, so we... I don't know if we've necessarily broken this down, but, like, your sun sign is your ego. Like, your base self, the way that you... What's the best way to... Also, disclaimer, disclaimer. I don't know a fucking thing. I don't know anything about anything. This is not an astrology podcast. I am not an astrologer. Mm -hmm. There are so many astrology podcasts. We're two bitches sitting in a closet. Yeah, we're just ruminating, so... This is our podcast. Exactly. Google it. So, uh, yeah, your sun sign is, like, your... How you would imagine other people might describe you, I think, is a good way to put it. Or, like, it's, it's like, the way that you, at your core, are in the world. Um, and then your moon sign is your emotional life. So that actually might be truer to your core self. Like, it's the way that you process your emotions and the way that um, you are when you are alone. Mm-hmm. And your rising sign or your ascendant is the way, like, kind of the mask that you wear and the way that you're perceived by other people. And some people find that they don't relate to it at all. Some people find that, um... What's your rising again? Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that, I mean, I've seen... You also evolve as a person all the time. 
So there are 10 times where I'm like, yeah, well, I feel like I have a really hard... When I was younger and I was, like, putting up this really jaded front all the time, I was, like, crabby, big crab energy, crabby cancer. But cancers also have the traits of being like very soft over emotional like, i was gonna say about our cancer friend I was yeah like, they take things very personally hmm. um they are very loving and giving and they love to like have familial ties with the people who are close with them um so i think that could be a thing i feel like i try i try to be open and more authentic with people now but i don't think that's necessarily cancer exclusive you heard it for her first. Yeah, yeah, first. Yes. I feel like I'm talking a lot. I mean, I, I I don't know shit. So I'm I'm just listening and I'm having a fun mm-hmm. time. But I think that's kind of... I think it would be different if we both were like... Oh my god. Aries are the worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do keep ending up with Aries, though. I don't know what that's about. I do, though. My mom's an Aries. So mm. clock that. My mom's a Leo. Oh, okay. Both fire signs? Yeah. Well, it's funny because my dad and my sister are both Virgos. And I feel like they're mm-hmm. perfectionist. And, like, like that whole shtick I just said at the beginning of the episode, I was like, I do not relate to. I feel like they really fit. They to him. So it's kind of like a... Like, I know there's a whole thing that's, like, Virgos are also perfectionist with themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're the hardest on themselves. Mm-hmm. Which, like, bing bong. Yeah. I also, I mean, their their little icon is the Virgin, and so I feel like there is in that also a sense of independence, a sense of, like, moral, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, steadfastness. Like, they just, they have a very grounded sense of self. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like like everything there's there's more than just the baseline like yeah it's just the people that make the memes yeah exactly and it's lazy it's what it is the only virgo memes i've ever related to are like the ones where they're like virgos are horny and i'm like also that well that's the thing too that's they have like uh they're like very specific kink oriented signs even though they're the virgin like there's no causation to that also, I just want to say my name, Catherine, means virgin, so virginal. Really? Yeah. Aww. Just, my, just so everyone's aware, I know on this podcast I talk about sucking dick. All the time. But I'm actually a virgin, so. so. I reclaimed it right now. It's a cover-up. In this moment, I'm it's a virgin. It's a cover-up. <sighs> I'm reclaiming cover Wait. You know <laughs> I'm reclaiming <laughs> cover-up. <laughs> I'm a cover-up virgin. Um, tangent about horniness, mm. as we do. Uh, I was in recovery and we were talking about anxiety and I was like, oh my God, I know this so well. Um, and I actually brought up you because my, one of the people in recovery was like, can you develop anxiety later on in life? Uh, and I was talking about like how I have always been super, super fucking anxious, like since I was out the gate born, but how you slowly you, you developed anxiety and slowly <laughs> fell into. <laughs> yeah. And then you were able to look at me and be like, holy shit. I can't believe this is it. Yeah. Um, and how crazy that is. But, sorry, I went on a tangent. Tangent upon the tangent. Let's mm-hmm. go back to horniness. Gotcha. We gotcha. were talking about fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> talking about my, one of the therapists is like the four Fs. Fight, flight, freeze. And then she went, and fuck. 
<laughs> I was like, ooh, yeah. But uh, she wasn't really talking about anxiety in that moment. Because, like, when your fight or flight is up, it's a whole different... It's not really being anxious. It's like your life is threatened. Yeah. Which is could be panic attacks. But um, she was more talking about, like, natural disasters. So sometimes people, like, fuck it in those times. Oh. Like, it's just, like, very primal instinct to fuck. Oh, it's we basically like end of days. Basically what she's talking about. But at some point she was talking about like people with anxiety sometimes uh, cope with it through sex. <laughs> and then I, I, I unmuted my mic and I went, are you saying anxious people are horny? <laughs> Hornier? <laughs> she was like, I mean, it depends. And in my head I was like, that's why I'm so horny. <laughs> I mean, there is... Uh... Hmm. Who's to say? Who's to say? I know. I just wanted to go on that horny tantrum because it made me laugh that I was like, case closed. That's why I'm horny all the time. Good night. Uh. <laughs> it's funny because the, I feel like there is a certain, I don't know if it's, it's anxiousness. I like have a lot of, when I have like a lot of energy, if I drink a lot of coffee, I feel like I'm hornier and I'm also just like the better version of myself, but I also can get very anxious. It's um, a fine line, dude. Yeah. But I also feel like. There are lots of things that people do to f- fill that anxiety or, like, to, to numb themselves to that feeling. Totally. And it's, like, sex is definitely one of them. Any sort of addictive... Tendency. Yeah. Alcoholism. Yeah. That was just my little tangent of... A sexy tangent. A little tale, if you will. Yeah. I would like to hop back on the astrology train. I would like for you to defend Geminis. To defend Geminis? I feel like whenever I read anything about a Gemini, people are like, they're two-faced. Understood. Understood. Well, here's the thing. I mean, so the Geminis are the twins, so there is literally two of them, Mm -hmm. and uh, we don't have the best representation. I mean, hashtag not all Geminis, but we got, like, we've got Trump and Kanye, so that's a little hard. Um, Lots of serial killers are Geminis. Lots of serial killers are Virgos. Yeah. Which, like... That's interesting as well. Can we on duo? Po- okay, anyway. Are we a serial killer duo? Da, 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 next time da, da, da. on our... Next time on our fucking... True crime podcast. But there's just something to be said for the fact that the parts of Gemini that I relate to are, like, a level of adaptability and, like, a curiosity that comes with most things, wanting to pursue things to their fullest extent. That's not true. Wanting to pursue lots of different things, um, like typical Gemini memes are like starting projects and never finishing them like having the TV on and also reading and also having a podcast on and also drawing like all these other things happening at once uh, and the two-facedness I think they're also ruled by Mercury which is the planet that controls communication so air signs are known to be fucking talkers right Gemini's are known to be like really and he tries to find a word they talk a lot yeah um because of that communicative being the baseline and also like pursuit of knowledge being a big thing. So in all of that, they also have a tendency to like talk behind people's backs Mm -hmm. for sure. This is again, kind of the stereotype and they have a tendency to start things and never finish them, which I definitely relate to. Uh, For me, I feel like, I don't have to try to defend all Geminis because there are shitty Geminis out there, just like everybody else. You know, all signs have their shitty, shitty qualities. And in my worst times, I think I have leaned back on an impulse that's like an easy way to connect with somebody is to like talk about somebody else. Like we were just talking about in high school. For sure. But at the same time, I think 
I would like to think that I, in particular, and many Geminis that I know, are not two-faced so much as just, like, their energy is very malleable. We have a friend who has a Gemini moon. Actually, I think he's a double Gemini um, with an Aquarius sun. So, like, very, very air-dominant. And there's a lot of stuff that I see in him that I also recognize in myself where it's, like, you're with one group of people, and everybody does this, but, like, you're with one group of people and you are kind of more subdued because there's somebody else in the room that wants to take control and so you let that happen and then you're in a different group of people and then you step up and you're suddenly like this really clowny character and then you know maybe in another situation you just have fluctuating versions of yourself that allow you to feel comfortable and safe in different social environments again people do this everybody does this but i think with gemini's in particular there's like a connotation that that kind of gets linked to insincerity or like inauthenticity, which I don't necessarily think is true. I think it's just they're really flexible and really adaptable and they try to make the other people around them comfortable. Mm. Um, especially if you got a Libra moon, baby. We out here. But yeah, I don't know. I don't feel the need to defend all Geminis because there are shitty Geminis for sure who are chaotic just for chaotic sake. They're the one in the back of the class that's like, um, yeah, I'm just going to play devil's agate here. Agate. Devil's agate. Everyone's favorite. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. And everyone's like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, that bitch is a Gemini, for sure. Or, like, I found there are a lot of those that are Gemini risings. So it's like, that's their mask that they put up, is that they're really smart. I feel like Geminis uh, are also labeled as, like, the, like, really heady, really hyper-intellectual sign. There's another Gemini that we're friends with that I'm thinking of who embodies a different kind of Gemini than I think I do. But he definitely is, like, very, very studious, very academic, um, very wordy, very curious, very intelligent. Very smart, yeah. Yeah. Asks a lot of questions, gives a lot of answers. Do you remember when I looked at you? It was a really long time ago. I looked at you and I was like, I don't, I don't really relate to, like, being a Virgo. Like, I don't really understand. Like, I don't really know if I, like, swing with this whole astrology thing. And then you went, that's something a Virgo would say. Do you remember when he said that to me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I remember being like, all right, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> it's like the typical cop out, right? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Anytime anybody says, do you remember when you said this thing to me? I never do. I literally never uh, do. I'm going to think of a time where you might be able to remember it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's unnecessary. Maybe I'm thinking, 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 thinking. Um, um, I, see, I think I remember things like that because then I like to breathe really heavily and freak myself out. No, uh, I like to then have that little antidote when I talk to oh. someone else about it. Because mm. then I'm like... Because... Like, to be fair with astrology, I, I do usually say, like, the most I know is from my friend, Carly. Mm. Uh, so that story just makes me laugh when I think about it. I like to talk about it because it makes me feel like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. If you were to ask me about, like, people talking about their Liliths, people talking about, like, their what is it, their Chirons or their Chirons, whatever that is, like, people where they're, like, my middle, my midhaven is in this, and, like, I got this when you start talking about houses, like, this is in my third house. I'm not on that level. There, there are people who are, and they're gonna listen to this podcast, or they won't, and they're gonna be like, you're a fake bitch, you don't know what you're talking about, and that's correct, but I never said I did. I was gonna say, so. they can subscribe to that narrative. Yeah. Um, uh, I 
there's like a sick part of me that wants to go down the list and us put in order our favorite from Lucifer Zodiac signs. Oh my god. Purely to cause chaos. I would love to do that. Because I know people are going to get mad. I would fully love to do because that. Because one, you go, I don't know anything. And I go, I literally have never opened a single book to read. Yeah. And so. We would going to piss a lot of people off. Well, okay. I will try to do it as objectively as possible oh. where <laughs> I don't link people that I know. Well, that's kind of impossible, right? Yeah. I was going to. Because then when you, what do you go off of? Yeah. I will say that. I don't know if I'll, I'll do a full a comprehensive list. In, in general, signs that I am attracted to for some reason, but I don't generally vibe with, fire signs. I find that, I think I really like their energy. I really like, I've been fucking a lot of Aries. Uh, Capricorns too, but I think that's just because they're mostly doms. Because <laughs> 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 they like to be in control of stuff. But like, my mom's an Aries. I butt heads with her. I love her. My ex is Aries. Two exes of mine are in Aries, actually. Um, Leos, I think, are great. And then sometimes I just want to fight them. Sag is the same thing. See, like, when I think of Geminis, I think of you. So I'm like, I like a Gemini. Yeah. And then I think about Cancer. I think about our friend Olivia. And I go, oh, I love a Cancer. But I'm really, again, I'm basing it off of human beings. Yeah. And I literally don't know anything. Exactly. And that's... It's hard to, like, list that. Because it's... Again, they both are people and also aren't people. And, like... It's just a series of traits that you can point in a direction mm. or not. Um, if somebody was to, like, give me a chart and be like, what do you think about this person? I could tell you. And that could be kind of fun. Like, if you were to send in, if people were to send in charts. Yeah. we could do. Email us. Yeah. Do readings of them. I would absolutely or do DM that. us on Instagram. Send us your chart. Yeah. That would be fun. Um, I would absolutely do that. Do you want to roast my chart? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Right, come on, uh, co-star. Come on, co-star. My God, my work chat is blowing up right now. Talking about work chat, I'd like to shout out to my old coworker Chris. Uh, he DM'd me today. Did he leave? Yeah, he did. He oh. he moved. Uh, I know. Today, <laughs> the other day, I was talking about him. I was like, I was like, you know, sometimes I just pretend that Chris is on a very long vacation and he's gonna come back soon. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but he DM'd me because I posted like a little weekly update and I was like, have you heard the new episode? And he was like, I listened to it. And I was like, oh. a friend of the pod, dude. Friend of the pod, Chris. A, a, a gal of the pod, truly. That's cute. Okay, here's my little chart for you. Okay. I just saw the word Uranus, which I enjoyed. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing again. My fake bitch alert, like I'm not going to go into... I'll just do like the big five. Yeah, do what you like. Um. Oh, interesting. Okay. See, here's my thing where I'm like, I'm Aries, I don't know what it is about them. Like, I'm really attracted to them. You have... Oh, yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> and also Capricorn. You have... Your most dominant signs in here are Aries, Capricorn, and Cancer, which I share. So, we both have a Cancer Venus, which I'm not going to dunk on. And I totally see that for you, because I Cancer Venuses are a lot... If, if you t- take the traits of a Cancer, um, taking things personally on occasion um but like being very devotional very very loyal um wanting to take care of their romantic partner wanting to like make them secure and all the memes are like you, you want to like tuck them in give them breakfast like you want to just like love and nourish them I love like that. you see them as an extension of your family and you want to you want to nurture them it's a very like nurturing um signs mm. cancers are so that's your venus which is like your romantic life but then you also have it in your mars so that's interesting because then 
Mars is your, like, sex and aggression. So the way that you deal with conflict and then, obviously, like, sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's big sub-energy, for sure. Big sub-energy. Shocking. Yeah. The audience gasp. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the way that you assert yourself is emotional, inherently. Mm. So, like, in conflict, you are inherently emotional. I mean, Carly can say that's not true because I've never cried in front of her. <laughs> so... Today I avoided conflict at work, so that's really funny. Did you really? Yeah. It wasn't, like, intense conflict. I literally was just, like, I I don't have the energy to do not. this because it's going to make me feel uncomfortable and sad. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? You, like, have this... I definitely think that this would be a cancer thing. And I think um, my Libra Mars kind of bumps up against this, too, where you're sort of conflict avoidant. Yeah. And so like, I think in that, like, with cancers, they would suppress those emotions and then they come out later. Um, and you... Mars is also, like, the way that you move things forward in life. So I think cancers need a lot of security and a lot of safety and trust. So I think that's another thing that I would relate to you. Like, you, when you are comfortable with conflict, it's when you feel extremely secure. Like, you're not... Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Not, yeah. like, a conflict-heavy person. Uh, your Virgo son. Yeah. Let's see what this actually has to say. Self-sacrificing is an attribute that I think would actually, I see in you. And that makes it sound like a fault, but, like, for your work and for the people around you. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it can be a fault, though. Mm-hmm. Which, again, goes back to self-reflecting. Kind of nice to be like, what? how does this serve me, but then also how does it mm. hurt me? Because mm. I do really enjoy letting, helping people grow and thrive and know that I love them but also there's a point where I don't ever do it to myself and then it's like yeah it's not good for anyone which we've talked about before yeah and I think another thing with Virgos is like yes organization but also like they really thrive on structure and routine and so I think that's an important thing to know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh you know getting sort of caught up in the day-to-day stress of things can be difficult if you don't have like that level of structure to rely on mm-hmm. we're experiencing that all of us <laughs> the whole world um and then yeah your pisces moon like oh you have a mercury and libra i didn't even see that okay well, pisces moon first Pi- we talked about this in your emotional life kind of dreamy kind of otherworldly you it's a water sign so again the emotions are at the forefront um let me find the actual guy <laughs> yeah like, it's a it's vulnerability, really. Um, I think Pisces, in addition to the otherworldliness, like, and the dreaminess, there's also a very deep openness and empathy, like, is huge, which I definitely see in you. Like, Pisces are incredibly empathic, and sometimes that can be, like take a toll on them yeah we have a friend who's a pisces who i love who i remember i have this memory of them just crying because they were like there's so much suffering in the world and i just can't do anything about it um and that was a little pinpoint moment for me where i'm like that's a thing that relates to that sign for sure but yeah your mercury is the thing like we talked about earlier that controls your communication and it's in libra and so it's funny to me how we talked about Libra earlier as, like, aesthetically 
like that's important to them and also like balance harmony and like they're also very conflict avoidant for that reason because they want to maintain balance and thinking about the way that you communicate as being needing to maintain balance I think that like passive aggression might be a way that you move things forward or I don't know and also like the indecisiveness I I feel like this is something I would see when you do something like we could do this or like not it doesn't it does, I don't really care it doesn't matter um I offer up what I want to do and then I go but we can also do what you want to do yeah like you're very and that you're accommodating it's a charming thing for sure but there is a sort of like indecision where you're like I'll just do what makes everybody what, what is easiest for everybody else is going to be the thing that makes me feel comfortable yeah right um, which is what I want the most. Exactly. Which is very odd. And also just being a diplomat. Because like, people are like, well, what do you want? And I'm like... Truly, I want what, what you want. What you want. Yeah. And then they get mad. But I like... I I don't understand. A cycle. Yeah, interesting. I don't think I've ever like sat and actually looked at your chart. I don't think I knew that you had a Mercury in Libra. I'm a fucking Libra. I'm a yes. Libra. Yeah. What, can we go back to the vulnerability? Because I feel like I made a really big discovery in recovery recently. That's it. And also, slash, my normal therapy. I, my therapist uh, in recovery was like, basically was like, I was explaining to her, like, all my trauma and all my stuff. And she's like, how does that feel, though? Like, because it's, like, really heavy and, like, it's making me very upset. But you seem okay. And I was like, well, you know, I just, like... I've gotten to a point where, like, I just know what it is, and that's what it is. And, like, here it is. And she's like, so you, like, have it all in your little boxes. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I totally got it. Um, and then she's like... <laughs> and then I made a realization that I'm doing this thing where I'm making myself into a character that isn't me. And I'm, like, becoming my own therapist. Mm. Where I'm like, here's this girl who had some trauma in her childhood which led her to not like herself and then that led her to allow people to use her and it's like it's like I'm not actually feeling any of it because I'm trying to you're talking like it like happened to somebody else yeah for like obviously it's a defense and like a, a defense mechanism so I don't have to yeah feel it uh which is super interesting because I've always been a heavy emotion hitter and I think recently I've almost turned my emotions off because before recovery, I was, like, emotionally volatile, I would say. Like, to a point where it was, like, I literally, like, couldn't stop crying. And I was, like, I have no idea what's wrong with me. Um, and now I am eating so I can, like, control things a lot better. But I think there's a part of me that's scared to open that up again because I know mm. what it feels like to not be able to stop it mm. uh, but now I'm in a process in recovery where the only healing and processing I have to do is feeling uh, that's so true so it's, it's a lot it's like <laughs> I feel like I feel like my therapist now just want me to cry mm. and it's so funny because I feel like my whole life people are like you cry a lot so now that people are like <laughs> why aren't you trying to feel it and I'm like it hurts like it's really bad all I've ever done uh so yeah it was a very interesting discovery because I like looked at my therapist and I was like 
I am vulnerable. I was like, I can go in front of a whole audience and, and tell them my life story and tell them all my trauma and all my shit. And she's like, yeah, but can you feel it? And I go, I don't want to feel it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, so yeah, though I spent, I did, I did cry in therapy yesterday, which I felt like was a good, uh, what did you cry about? I was actually, I was having a very weird body image and food judgment day yesterday. Trigger warning, eating disorders, <laughs> body image, um, where I just was like really hungry. So I was eating probably more than I, I usually do, which is like happens. Your body fluctuates, your needs fluctuate. But I found myself Googling like, can I eat this certain thing twice a day because I was feeling so guilty about it? Mm. You're looking for external permission. Yes. And then I like, you know, when you feel like that, you like start hyperfixating on your body. You're like, does my back look different? Does my neck look different? Do people Can people tell that I did that? Right. You know, and then you're spiraling into like this weird. Yes. So I'm like already in like a weird place. And I had my therapy session and like we were talking and she was like, you know, you're allowed to eat that and she's like and you know that and I was like I know I know that and I'm like but it still doesn't take away like the shame and the guilt and the fear and like I looked at her and I was like I'd feel like I'm just gaining so much weight and like I'm so scared to do that and I was like and I hate that like I hate that that's something that makes me scared and (laughs) and then she was like I'm not going to give you any numbers because that's something in the program where like we're not supposed to weigh ourselves but she's like but your weight has been pretty consistent over the last three months like you haven't really gained anything uh and she was like some people she was like I know you know this but like your body knows what weight you need to be at and I was like I was like I, I just it's just the worst like it's just the worst that That's so true. Like, that is a fucking fact. Like, there's scientific studies to prove that it's a fact. But that does not fit with what we are taught and what we see and what we are sold. So it's like, you feel crazy. Yeah. You feel like you're getting gaslit. Or you don't even know you're getting gaslit by everything and every person. Yeah, it's like what you've said before. Like, you're in recovery, but the rest of the world isn't. Yeah. And, And she said that to me, and I was just like... And then our, our session had to end because I had to go to real reco- real recovery. I had, like, a meeting and then I had to go to recovery. And, like, our session ended and then I went to the kitchen and I looked at my roommate and I, like, just started to cry. And I was like, it's okay. I'm okay. And then, like, I just was like, and I just, like, shoved it down as I do. Yeah. And I just turned it off. And then, like, once I was done, like, once I, like, got my emotions under control, I went over to my roommate and I told him what I just told you about, you know, I'm just really annoyed that my body is where it needs to be right now and I can't do anything about it but people won't accept that so therefore I can't feel like I can't accept it you know yeah. um and I said that without crying because I went what? so <laughs> so then I was in recovery and I was eating a birthday cake that everyone made me and I remember feeling guilty because I had carbs already that day you know the whole keto thing that I was on So I was already feeling, like, kind of emotional. And then I was trying to reconnect with a man that I, like, had a fling with, like, a couple weeks ago. And he was just, like, like, just not even, like, mean, but just, like... Not giving you anything. Yeah. Just not... Just... Yeah, just... He literally did nothing wrong, 
But his, like, lack of care and lack of wanting to connect with me, like, triggered me where I was like, why do I keep pursuing people that are mean to me? And then I was like, it's because I don't like myself. And then I was like, I don't like myself. And then I'm in recovery and I just, like, start crying. And I'm like, but someone else was talking, so I'm like okay don't make a big scene about it and I'm like still crying and I'm like trying to eat my cake while I'm crying and then I like kind of get it under control again and I like you're good Katie and then I like look at the screen and I you know they finish talking and then some time passes and then the therapist is like how are you doing cat like how are you doing and I was like fuck she saw me fuck and then I started talking and then I started crying again um this was a tangent okay. but doing? All I'm saying is that I feel like we put ourselves in these boxes, which is lovely, but also is it like a safety thing to be like, I don't have to cry. I'm really vulnerable. I'm super vulnerable. I'm super like watery and I'm really connected and I'm empathetic. Are you talking about this going back to astrology? A little bit, but not even that. It's like you're putting yourself in what kind of box? the box where I I feel like a lot of people view me as vulnerable and I think I wear that as like a bag of a bag a badge of honor but am I wearing that badge to then not actually have to be vulnerable to myself yeah um which sorry go I was gonna say it goes back to what we were talking about before where like you know we were in a rigorous acting program where you were really easily able to cry and so the first year that, you know, our faculty met you, they were like, yeah, you're very vulnerable. And, like, you've grown since then. So things change. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even vulnerable people have a, a limit where they're like, I've been raw for so long. I don't want to yeah. do that anymore. And I, th- you know, I think it is, I've just been hurt a lot these last couple months. And I think I'm just at a point where I like can't be as open as I once was at least like in this moment in time just for my own sanity uh which like you don't owe anybody that no I know but I miss it yeah I miss those parts of me I think about that a lot like called my ex the other day called my ex corner Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and I went I feel like I lost a part of myself Mm. I started to cry and he was like you didn't like that's I don't think that's true but I do feel that way yeah I mean I think you're in a really weird transitional moment that's necessary and so you've got a lot of energy focused in to healing your body and healing your relationship with it and you'll probably come out the other side and you will feel different, but that doesn't mean that there's something in you that you used to have is gone. It's just not, you know. At the same time, like, I mean, everything comes back to balance, but just because you're not walking around like a raw wound anymore doesn't mean you are no longer vulnerable. No, I, I definitely agree that that's not what I ever want to be again yeah um I think I just miss trusting people and thinking 
people are good. Yeah. I think I lost that, which is the thing I've missed the most. Yeah. But here is where I make a joke so we could transition to something else. So yeah. the audience also has tension reveals. <laughs> so everyone feels well, a little Well, maybe, bit like, part of it is, like, when you, you come to trust yourself more. Yeah, that's another thing, right? Yeah. Trusting your body. I mean, for now, I mean, you feel this way probably, too. Hard to trust your body. Really hard to trust You've your body. You've been betraying it for so fucking long, dude. Yeah. And like you said, there's just... You just are taught that the way that you look is wrong, and there's always something you could be doing to improve yourself. Um... And so you just, I don't know. It's just such a hard thing to turn off. So even doing the right work and doing the right stuff feels like a betrayal. Yeah. Or it feels like you're losing in yeah. normal life, quote unquote. Yeah. And recovery, you know, is about getting back to to what actually matters or getting to what actually matters and not like back to society's normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just the whole thing's just fucked up. Yeah. It's really... I think it's really special that you have this kind of support. Yeah. It, it definitely came at a time where I needed it the most, dude. I definitely was, like, kamikaze into the never-fucking-ending life. So... I'm glad I had someone to fucking one let me kamikaze into safely, but then put me back to help me put me back together because I've been putting myself back together. That's the other thing. I've been doing it. Yeah, I've just had people been cheering me out, which is great, which is like really fun because I think for a long time I was like, when I meet the right person or like when someone loves me, they'll fix me or like you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like really me doing it. Yeah. Do you want to do a tarot reading in this? Or do you have something to say? No, I don't. I think that's a good way to end it. I was going to, before we started this. Oh. Oh, sorry. No, before we started, like, talking about serious things, (laughs) I was going to make a joke like, I'm going to ask the tarot cards, like, when will I get railed next? Uh, But I don't think I'm going to make a little (laughs) joke out of it anymore, because that's not really how I'm swinging right now. You're going to do, like, a single card? I think I'm going to do a single card bit. I've been really enjoying the tarots, uh, the tarots, but I got a tarot deck. I mean, also we, we, who I don't know much about tarot at all. I'm shooting the shit, but I, I got it in a time where I was like, I just need something that isn't my brain telling me what to look for or like what I should focus on because my brain was like, yeah, going sideways. Um. Do you have a question you want to ask it? Um, why don't you go first? I'll think of one. Okay. I want to know... I want to know... Uh... What is the best? I'm not even the best. I'm trying to think of like a vague question, but also I can get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I want to find myself again and how to do that. 
It's like, how will you find yourself? Oh! Is that your goal? A card just fell out of the deck. A card just fell out of the deck. Anything? Ten of Pentacles. I think I've gotten this one before. Because I remember seeing the little family on there. Yeah, they have little, two little dogs. Ten of Pentacles. Everything in your life is coming together. Magically. No more stressful nights worrying about money or rent or your job. You've done the work required to create some stability. Your home is full of love, satisfaction, and comforts. There's no need to do anything drastic or radical. Believe it or not, you found some peace. Allow yourself to welcome it in. (laughs) 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 What? That's... I... This is a little bit like astrology, right? Where you... Pull what you want. Yeah, and I think... Thing that really sticks out to me is like you don't have to do anything drastic because you have support, mm-hmm. a home, mm-hmm. love, some stability. Like I have a job and I have recovery, um, and I don't I don't need to fall back on my self sabotage ways that I feel like have been popping up recently. Yeah, because um, the thing I really need is to accept that who I am what I have and what I bring is enough and finding the peace in that you know everything's in its right place yeah I think the word peace is really nice because I feel like being able to like relax and just like enjoy is something I've really wanted to do recently yeah a word that I kept coming up in my recovery uh, was surrender and I think for me that really encapsulated like my fears about not having control over my body, my body going to be whatever size and weight it wanted to be. And I also had a lot of like health anxiety fears. So it was a lot of me being like, what if I'm not healthy? What if I never heal? What if I have given myself something that I'm never going to be able to escape? But the idea of surrendering to being like everything is going to work out. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know what to do. Just keep doing it. Yeah, it was helpful for me. Um, think of a question we did a reading not too long ago and I feel like I got a pretty I'd asked what this next season was going to look like for me and you got the magician magician, and then I got a chariot Yeah, which I feel like has been very fitting it's pretty dope Um, maybe I'll think more specifically maybe I'll be like so I'm, I'm starting my last semester of college next week. That's okay. What do I need to... What sort of intention should I set towards getting things off the ground? Mm -hmm. Just starting that last semester. I don't think I actually want that one. (laughs) Okay. Ten of wands. And there's a little, there's a lady, she's a girl in a skirt. She's carrying ten big fat branches towards a town. Can I see? Yeah. Of some kind. Okay. Queen, that looks like you. (laughs) Just a blonde woman. Oh my god. Yes, queen. Oh my god, blonde. Ten of wands, right? Yep. You're overburdened. You're back hunched over in pain as you try to move 
You're carrying something large. You can't see what's right in front of you. Take a hard look at how you're spending your time and energy. You're not managing it well, and it's burning you out. Now may be the time to find support. (laughs) See, our last episode where we talk about me taking on too many projects (laughs) to cover up my, like... My actual emotional life, my feeling they're not good enough. Interesting. Okay. Well, I like the magician card better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's good to know. Don't. Yeah, that's more of I feel like a warning. I don't think that's who you are. No. Yeah. For sure. I don't think it's like you are doing this. It's like this could happen if you if you spend the fifty thousand plates that we talked about last episode. Yeah. Because I think you are the magician. I think the creativity, the leaning into artistic fucking ventures, like that's gonna be it for this semester. But. Beware. Beware of... Ten you know. wands. Yeah, because we've... I mean, I've seen you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... There are many half-built castles in my kingdom. <laughs> but they're pretty cute. Thanks. And they all will cannibalize towards something bigger eventually. But, no, I think that's actually probably perfect. You don't need ten wands, bitch. <laughs> One good wand is all you need. <laughs> oh my god, what if I pull a card for the fucking audience? <gasps> oh, okay, I'm gonna pull a card. I'm not gonna ask a question though. It's gonna just be like, what's gonna happen? Uh... Everybody can ask their own question. Yeah, okay, right. Wait, everyone shut the fuck up. I know you're talking right now while we're talking. Rude. First of all, rude. Shut the fuck up. Second of all, ask me a question uh, as your local big titty tarot bitch. I shall answer your question. Okay, ready? They ask it. And then Carly will pull it. That's how it's gonna. Do you think that people want their fate in our hands? My hands sure are soft. My if not your fate, what bangs. else? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Carly, pick a card for our friends and family at home. What is it? I've gotten this card. The King of Pentacles. Oh. Let me pull out my handy dandy King of Pentacles. Okay, are you listening, everyone? The king has all they've ever wished and fought for, and all their material dreams have come to fruition. Though they've had so much, they are not miserly, but instead trusting and extremely generous. They love to see others succeed, succeed as they have, and will definitely be willing to lead a helping hand if needed. If you are the king, don't be stingy with your time and money. Donate your skills, wisdom, and possibly money. You're feeling truly fulfilled after spending the time to help others. I can't believe you're going to send me money. Anyway, so my Venmo is... <laughs> Not like other Venmos. <laughs> no, <laughs> Venmo for the podcast. That's cursed. Yeah, I've gotten this card before. There's like an androgynous person on the front sitting in a throne in front of a city with two bull heads yeah i feel like i pulled this card before i went to la that's what i was wondering well thank you for joining us on our sort of mystic woo-woo journey i hope you like it actually i would love to do a little bit more of this kind of stuff yeah this could be a part one for sure yeah or not even like a part one just definitely like a send series. your fucking charts in send so what we wrote charts them. in <gasps> send in the questions you want to ask your big titty tarot bitch oh my uh, god big titty tarot <laughs> uh, and also send in your charts so Carly can rose them 
Um, next time we do this, we'll hit some crystals because your girl's been sleeping with crystals under her pillow. Um, we love woo-woo. We love woo-woo. Should we call this woo-woo corner? <laughs> but it's, we'll it's, it. it's we'll like, it. uh, it's like in The Sims where you wahoo. Woohoo! The woohoo corner. Alright, safe travels, everybody. Safe travels, safe travels, safe travels, everybody. <laughs>